0: Coming up right now, the newest episode from Carr, Gwyn, and Ode on Three Pagans and a Cat.
1: The corn in golden light waves o'er the plain. The sickle's gleam is bright, full swells the grain. Welcome to Wheel of the Year Mabon, the 19th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Today's opening is courtesy of 19th century English poet Felicia Dorothea Hemans. You may call me
0: Ode. You may call me Car, I'm Ode's father. You may call me Gwyn, I'm Ode's mother. (laughs) I can't believe we're 19 episodes in. I know,
1: yeah, it, it is. is. We're it's quite deep, actually. I, I,
2: <laughs> I kind of missed that earlier. We're like, so, yeah.
0: we're going to hit 20.
2: Yeah. we're yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: wow. Holy it's,
1: shit. They're marching right along. Linear yeah. yeah, progression will. of time as we perceive yep. it and all that. Mm-hmm. So
0: this is the first episode of the month of September when yep. we're recording this yep. to read our patrons.
1: And Kara's going to do it this time.
0: Yes. Yes. That's right. And you'll so... understand
1: why as soon as he
0: begins, probably. <laughs> To all of our kittens...
1: We love you! Yep, we don't read your name, but we love
0: you. We
2: love you, love you, love you.
0: Our cats are... Aaron Mao, Gary Bearstorm, Kay Kremer, Kay Sat, and Susan DeHaan. Our hunters are... Charles Howison, Fen Ashburn, Kiera T. Gardner, Stevie Thompson, Tally Kazoyle Thomason, Vex Arcana... Our tiger is Akaneko. And our jaguar... Jaguar. Jaguar. (laughs) Is Justin (laughs) instead.
2: And the reason we're laughing is because of the radio voice. (laughs) It's very impressive. If
0: I have to do this kind (laughs) of stuff, it just happens. Yeah,
2: but did it it have to be AM radio voice?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's where I started in radio, so I guess yes. It's default. Um, it's default
2: radio voice. Yeah, it's, oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's, a- A.M. radio voice always makes me giggle. It just does. <laughs> All right, cool.
1: Carr's got a series of voices he can pull
2: out. That's right. At will, essentially. That is very true. Because oh he went to goodness. broadcast journalism school. Yes, it he is, did. He yeah, did indeed. Alright, and so we do want to make an announcement yeah, before we, have to, we, we start this. I'm trying,
1: now I'm trying to remember all the things we talked about at the beginning of the episode that we actually recorded at the beginning of the episode.
2: Well, <laughs> okay, that was a very quick statement.
1: <laughs> One of the things we talked about was the fact that if we seem a little tired and punchy today, it's because yesterday we were out all day looking at the house
2: and the town we're about to move to. In yea, verily, a couple of weeks, yeah. probably during the same time we are supposed to be report- reporting? reporting. <laughs> Recording our Reporting to you live from our bedroom! <laughs> <laughs> Recording our next episode. So it, there could be a delay in, in, in um, yeah, in the schedule. In getting schedule. out episode
0: 20. Yeah, exactly.
2: So just be patient with us. Uh, we are. Cause
1: we don't have a, we don't know exactly when no. we're moving. The, the house we're moving into is being renovated right now.
2: It could potentially be before. Maven, right? But or it could be, be after or, or on or Maven. during right. May. Right. We have no yeah. idea. We're not. It'll exactly probably sure. be this month. That's all we know. It will really. be sometime in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, and but the cool thing is, we are going to be getting a dedicated recording space yeah. and a yard where we can do ritual work, and gardening, and, gardening <laughs> and we're very excited.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of good exciting things about this move, but because
2: it's a move comes with all the attendant drama of moving. And I also realized we forgot the one of the important parts about moving to that area. We're going to be near. Arts, arts and crafts, craft. Oh yeah Yes yeah. yeah. yeah, so we're moving to within Four, four miles. miles Of that's Arts right. and crafts, yeah. So we're very excited about that Because it's we'll get to It's part of the see... reason We're moving there That's right It is it's, We'll get to see a lot more Of Pat and Paul mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: It's part of the reason Why we're moving there But also my job Transferred yeah. me there yeah, Okay so. Well,
2: yes, so that's the but reason But your job we're moving We could
1: have moved To two different locations And the reason we're moving To Waterville Instead of the other
2: one Is because it's closer To Arts and crafts. Craft. Right. Right. I mean that's true That's true That is a thing Agree. Yes
1: so yes. we were out all day yesterday, yes, and then were. we came home and did divinations, because we do that every Saturday, or we try to remember to do that every Saturday, which is draining in its own way. So we're, <laughs> we're a little pussy. very tired. Yeah. And then there were huge thunderstorms last night that right. went on until like 6 a.m. That kept
0: Odenai up. Yep. I slept through it. Gwen slept through
1: it. <laughs> I still needed a nap. So we're just all a little... A little tired. A little drained today. But we are But we'll are do here. our best, because we're talking about...
0: Maybe. Yeah, but one more thing before we go. Oh, that's right. Oh, Oh,
1: that's right. I forgot. Uh, I forgot he talks about this.
2: I know. I know. It's like, come on. Let it go, man. Let it go. He he, he never will. He will never let it go. (laughs) I have been bringing this up
0: internally. In the family. Yeah.
1: He has. Since he realized it was happening. Yes, he (laughs) has. For
0: probably three months. Yeah. So now I'm bringing it to the listeners. Because you're the
1: only ones who can help.
0: Please help us. This has to be rectified. I cannot continue on listeners. if this does not get rectified. Listeners, you you're
2: Just lying, rescue listeners. Us. Rescue us from the this crazy. The podcast will continue. <laughs> rescue us from the crazy. Okay, go ahead.
0: <laughs> we have been listened to in every state in the United States, forty-nine of them. But wait. There's 50 states in the United States, (laughs) and that's the one we're missing.
2: Mississippi.
0: Mississippi, M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I, needs to stake and listen to the... What? Yes,
2: of course they,
1: don't they even, do. They, they have, absolutely have they don't to. Even yes, need to. They don't even need to listen. We <laughs> no, just need someone to download, download, it. To download There's not, it. We have a map in our statistics. We have a map of the world and we have a map of the United States because we live in the United States. So obviously that's the one that we're most concerned with. Mississippi. The, you can see the, the states turn a different color if a certain number of people listen to them. They become different shades of blue, different right. tints of blue. Mississippi is the only one that has no blue on it, and it is driving car insane. And
2: in turn, it is driving me insane. So, Mississippi witches, I beg of you, please help a sister out. If you or, know someone in Mississippi, or if you live
0: in Alabama or Louisiana and you're close to the border, please just drive, just over, drive across, download connect it. to Wi-Fi at some coffee joint that has the Mississippi as their thing, and download it. Please, if you're flying to the airport just connect. I'm only asking for one. He just can't stand it. It's the symmetry uh, of it, I uh-huh, guess. He just yeah. can't stand
2: have one state
1: not be blue. The irregularity is driving him insane. It really is.
0: All right, maybe. This <laughs>
1: doesn't bother him with the whole world map. No, there's no. plenty of uh, there's countries plenty that have Okay, listened. but there's
0: 200 and something countries, <laughs> so I can somewhat go, well, okay, and we have no connectivity or no connection to them, and half of them are in places pro. they probably we've, don't have very much internet.
1: We've never been to Mississippi. We have no connection to Mississippi. I've been either. through
0: Mississippi. Well,
2: no, I take that back. I've been over the Mississippi River. Does that count? No. Okay. <laughs> I've maybe
1: been in the car when we
2: drove through Mississippi. No. <laughs>
0: No, yeah, I'm I don't the only one like, who's ever been to
2: Mississippi. Okay, was all it a right. good time? Do
0: you so, have sentimental okay. memories okay. of Mississippi? So, okay. it, was, it was good, it was good. <laughs> all I, right, had, people. I had crawfish boil.
2: The, the plea has gone no. out. Let uh-huh. us please move on. Okay. Please. Okay. Maven.
1: I think that was everything we talked about at the beginning of the episode that we actually recorded at the beginning of this episode. I think oh, we've we repeated yeah. all of it.
2: But, Do we have anybody in the Discord who can confirm that?
1: Uh, Hakaneko's still here, uh, but we haven't heard from them. They're presumably just listening to our madness. Probably
2: gone gone, numb from madness. Yeah.
1: So, we're talking about Maven. Mabin. I'm actually really excited to talk about Mabin because Mm -hmm. it was the first holiday that Gwyn and I celebrated together as pagans. Carr hadn't, like, worked out what he was going to do yet. He was still sort of exploring his options, so he was like an observer. But last year, Mabin... Gwen and I got together and we made our flower crowns for the first time. We went to pagan pride. We went to pagan pride. We did a little ritual. We had, you know, it was just, it was a fun time. It was the first time that I, as an adult, had worshipped as a pagan. And it
2: was really awesome. It was an amazing experience. Yeah,
1: it was really good. So, Maybin has a special place in my heart for that reason, if for no other. Also, because it's
2: close to my birthday, so. That's right. Which is... September 3rd. Oh, yeah, that's Make right. sure you wish our oh. darling Ode happy birthday.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll be editing. This will go up on my birthday, because we're going to be editing on my birthday to make sure that it goes up on time.
0: Yep. Yes. Yep.
1: So. My Labor Day baby. Yeah. <laughs> paper
0: products. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they were not paper products. They were products. not paper <laughs> products. They were baby <laughs> products. Uh, yes. Bibs. <laughs> yep. Diapers.
1: You know, paper Formula. products.
0: Formula. Formula.
1: Yeah, babies drink paper, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to Maven. Maven this year... Mabin can take place any time between the 21st and the 24th. He's checking yeah. picture. <laughs> <laughs> can take place any time between the 21st and the 24th of September because it's an equinox, so it, the tropical year and the calendar year don't match up, so it Correct. sort of moves yeah. around the, the calendar year. This year, it will be September 23rd, although people will celebrate through the whole... On the, the 21st. Whole, yeah, people will celebrate through the whole
2: week, basically. And, yeah,
0: and you can. Yeah. You can. No, Shoot, no.
2: you can spend the entire month celebrating Mabin. Why the fuck yeah, not? If you want to. Like... Yeah. I kind of plan to. (laughs) uh, Well, what heathens do during
1: this time, those who don't celebrate, like I celebrate Maven, Mm because I just follow the wheel of the year, because I live here. Heathens who, who celebrate just specifically heathen holidays do winter's finding, mm-hmm. which is just like two weeks or something from like September 12th to September
2: 23rd or something. Like, mm-hmm. gotcha. So
1: it's a, you know, you can celebrate whatever, whenever. Yeah. Exactly. There
2: aren't rules about this. I would say I probably start celebrating at the beginning of September by just, I'm starting to bring in the colors, mm-hmm. bringing in the foods and, and things like I'll that. I'll start and then... celebrating
0: next Thursday.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Well, it's because next Thursday, is the first day that I can then see beyond that has no eighty degree weather?
1: Yes. I've looked
0: forward. I've looked forward exactly a month past that date, and at this point, there are no eighty degree days in any of those. They're all seventies and sixties. Yes. That is a celebration for me.
2: True, true. <laughs> but there are people who celebrate Maven in areas where we they don't have cooler weather. Oh, they and don't B- have BTW. I, changing of I the, said for me. Yeah. yeah. B- I wasn't
0: saying they had For to.
2: everybody, yeah. 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 BTW in the Southern
1: Hemisphere, it's oh, yeah. Ostara right now. So happy yeah. Ostara to our Thank Southern listeners. And go listen to that episode. Yeah, yeah. We have there. that one already it's, prepared. It's previous. So. Right,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. They're gesturing behind them <laughs> as though you can see them. <laughs> Well, you can see us. I can see you. And then I comment about it to the mic, so they right. <laughs> they
2: see you by proxy. <laughs> All right. So, tell us more about Maven and well, at least the history of how it got its name. Because yeah. Maven as far as I can tell from what you you have told uh-huh. me, his it's really not named for what it celebrates. It no, no, it's, it's <laughs> completely made up by one guy. It's, well, it's not made up. It's adopted, it's adopted by, by Aidan Kelly in the 1970s. Because maybe in the celebration, what we celebrate is... It's autumn, named after an individual. Yeah, right. and, but it's uh, the autumn equinox, which right. is the second harvest. Right Now tell us how it got its name. Okay, so Aidan Kelly in the 1970s...
1: Uh, as the wheel was being expanded from four holidays to eight holidays, was assigning names to all of them that were short and catchy and Germanic or Celtically derived because that was his job, I guess, yeah. <laughs> like to do. That was that was that's the thing we mostly think of Aiden Kelly for mm-hmm. is naming the Wheel of the Year holidays. Yep. So other than
0: that, I wouldn't know his name. So, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, somebody had to do it. Yeah, exactly. So he named. Sometimes he had sort of a thin reason for for naming them, and sometimes he just picked a name that sounded snappy. And that was vaguely familiar to him. And that mm-hmm. seems to be what he did with, with Mabin. Mabin. He named this holiday, the Autumn Equinox, for Mabon Ap Modrin, who is a figure in the Mabinokian, which we'll come back around to. It means either son of the mother or great son of the great mother, sort of depending on how you do your... Translation. Etymology. Your etymology, your, yeah. your your transliteration. The My understanding is that the Mab part of Mabin means son, and the On part of Mabin Mean is just, it doesn't actually have like a word meaning, it just is an augmenter. So it means like son, son, like most son, great son, big son, something like that. Mm -hmm. Augmented son, we can rebuild him, son. Right. And the same with Modrin. Mod means mother, on means more. Right. So sometimes it's, it's translated to great son of the great mother. And he is at three days old stolen from his mother and hidden away and hidden away in chains, in a dungeon, and a castle for his entire life. In the Mabinogian, there are a lot of stories, but one of them involves an evil wizard who transforms into a correspondingly evil boar, and they need to hunt and capture this boar so that they can present it to a king, so that when they present it to the king, he will agree to let the protagonist... Marry his daughter. Problem is that the evil boar is actually an evil wizard, so he's really canny and hard to catch, so they need an extremely good hunter, right? So, supposedly. So, apparently, even though he was stolen from his mother as a literal three-day-old infant and has never seen the light of day before, Mabon Apmodrin is inexplicably known, just as general knowledge, to be an extremely good hunter. How he learned this, we don't know. Apparently, it's just an innate quality. How other people know about him? We don't know. Apparently it's just common knowledge. But they know that he exists. They don't know where exactly. So they go on this big adventure and they solve a bunch of puzzles and they talk to a fish. And the fish tells them it's a salmon because, of course, it is. It's Celtic lore. <laughs> <laughs> so the salmon tells them where they can go to find Mabon And they go to that area and they hear him... Weeping and lamenting that he's been, you know, tied up in a dungeon his whole life, and they rescue him, and Teacher. then he goes on to capture the boar oh. so that they can present it alive to the king oh, and gotcha. get the protagonist married. And then we never hear of ap Modron ever again. The theory is that he is derived from a Celtic Gaulish god named Mapinos, who we think dealt with youth, but that is pretty much all we know about him. We know his name that he was a god of youth of some kind, that his mother was Dea Matrona, who we think became Modron in the story. We know that these figures existed in continental Celtic cult. We know that they existed especially in the area of Gaul and in northern Britain. We don't know if those cults were the same or if they sprung up independently. There's just a lot we don't know about these figures. We we, we don't even know if they were actually worshipped in cultists or if they were just figures in, like, myths.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, who mm-hmm.
1: who didn't have active worship mm-hmm. carried on for them, although scholars are I wouldn't say certain, but you know, relatively convinced. At least some scholars are relatively convinced that these figures became Mabin ap and Modrin herself in the Welsh Mabinogion. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about them or what their religious status was. <laughs> significant, yeah. The other thing is the name of the Welsh story Mabinogion. We don't actually know exactly what Ma- Mabinogion means. There are some schools of thought that what it means is of or relating to Mabon, specifically Mabon Apmodrin, because he's the only Mabin in the story. Right. He's in a very small portion of the Mabonogi, and he they tell the story about how he was captured. They go on the adventures to figure out where he is. They rescue him. He kills or he right. captures the boar, and then we never see or hear from him again. Right the theory is that the original story of the Magnaogin before it was written down in the form that we have preserved maven was a much more central figure or possibly the, the central figure, figure. Right. and the, that for some reason the protagonist he was replaced mm-hmm. that for some reason he was relegated to this smaller part where he has essentially no agency mm-hmm. where he is purely a victim who was rescued and then given a task mm-hmm. to perform
2: is it possible he could have been he and his mother could have been gods that kind of fell out of favor and whoever the hero was was somebody that became in in favor? That's not impossible. It's this is one of this is one of those things where we'll probably It's
1: conjecture. Yeah, yeah. it's all we'll conjecture. Never we'll never know. know um unless we we stumble across some amazing, you know, archaeological relic that unlocks the whole story or time travel. Uh-huh. But um it's it's unlikely that we'll ever know Exactly, if or why reasons. this happened, it it seems <laughs> it's as possible. though it did. Uh, just just based on the name, because it's a strange name to give to a story that's not actually about Maven, right, right? If if
2: this is what the name means, right. which you know there are some schools of so thought that that's the what it means. History of his name and what the story is actually about, it really has nothing to do with Second no, Harvest, does it?
1: In Wiccan traditions, Maven is the part of the Great Cycle where the Sun God. Who has drawn down? Yeah, who has, you know, provided bounty
2: is killed, essentially, is yeah. threshed. Drawn down right. back into the womb of the great goddess. Uh-huh.
1: To gestate and be reborn later yeah, in the spring.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh that is not really the arc of Maven Abmodrin. The arc of Maven Apmodrin is arguably the opposite of that. He's kept in darkness his right. entire life. Right. And is rescued at the you know, as an adult, having never seen the world. Mm-hmm. To do one specific thing. And yeah. then essentially, yeah. as far as we can tell, he's just cut loose.
2: Yeah. So that being said, if you are a, a pagan who is like, I don't want to call this celebration Maven
0: because it has nothing to do right. with you the autumn to. equinox,
2: yeah. then don't. Just call it the autumn equinox. Or yep. mm-hmm.
0: we'll call it anything you want. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. really matter.
2: It's a celebration. Yeah, there's, right. There are right. probably, There's probably um, words in
0: your tradition that you can somewhere, use there.
2: Yep, And what for... The point is, it is a celebration of the second harvest, of Mm -hmm. the changing of the season, and... Now, I actually really like Mabin's story. I feel bad for him, because like I said, like
1: dude gets the short end of many sticks in this story. Mm -hmm. But I actually, I like Mabin in this story. I like, in a sense, associating him with this holiday, even though it's not the typical association. For me, this holiday can now be about something slightly different. Because you know we have three harvest festivals. Mm-hmm. this feels like a lot. I, feel, I, I have this this problem with a lot of the Wheel of the Year where I feel like we're repeating ourselves a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the spring festivals feel very similar. A lot of yeah. the autumn festivals yeah. feel very similar.
2: Yeah. I believe for a lot of farming communities, this would be the final harvest, not Samhain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, it really depends on your region, and what, you, on what your your region and what what yeah. your
2: crops are. And what your crops are. This would be your final harvest, right. not your second. Which
0: is maybe why we have three of them, is the mm-hmm. different right. regions. Right. Well, are. yeah.
1: Because that's, that's the thing. The The Wheel of the Year wasn't put together out of like one group's no. calendar no, system. No, it was multiple. It syn- was syncretically yeah. from right. a bunch of different. Exactly. Um, Holidays
2: smooshed together exactly. into one ultra calendar, right? Yeah, and I will say, the, and this is a, a holiday really of balance, um, because because right, it's the, it's the equal, it's the equinox. So you've got equal light, equal day on this day, and then the sun begins to to wane. Um, so that's an important distinction for this holiday for a lot of people. But I find that a lot of these holidays
1: have very similar
2: ways to celebrate and very mm-hmm. similar
1: themes. So for me, moving forward, knowing more about Maven's story now, I'm probably actually going to celebrate this as a holiday of, like, recovery mm-hmm. and maybe seeking or hunting things. Not so much as, like, a a fulfillment holiday the way that I think of Llamas mm-hmm. as being like a f- the fulfillment of all your, your work in the summer. Mm-hmm. I think of that as, as being Lamas. So I would probably, for me, think of Maven as a holiday about the, the things Maven goes through, mm-hmm. about recovery and removal from bondage and...
0: Hunting. Hunting, hunting. finding
1: things seeking right. that have it's escaped done. you. So I think that's what I'm mm-hmm. going to be focusing on this year. So mm-hmm. if... Please. You, like me, look at the list of Harvest Holidays and think, why do I have to do all of these? <laughs> uh,
2: you yeah, don't, just so you
1: right, know. You don't have to, first of all. But if you if you do want to celebrate all of them, just consider celebrating different aspects of them. Mm-hmm. That's
0: what I'm doing. Right. Do we want to talk about the gods? Yes. Yeah, worship?
1: absolutely. Yeah, since Mabon Ap Modrin, the figure, is just... May a, or may is, not be a god. Well, is a literary figure who maybe was derived from a god.
0: Right.
1: Um, whom we know nothing about. Uh, there are there, there are other gods you could worship during this time, and mm-hmm. most
0: of them tend to be hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is interesting because it goes along with
1: right. That Avengers? is that Maven is definitely story. an association to Maven's yeah. job, hunters, anyway. and associated with wisdom.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yeah. So Artemis in the Greek mm-hmm. tradition, Cronos. Uh,
1: right. The standard. Mm-hmm. Well, Krononos is interesting because he's actually the god of like beasts, male and... animals. Yep. Yep, and also of like. You think he'd be on the board, so. the hunting? Well, but yeah. he's also the most of Carnonis's cultists is modern. We mm-hmm. know very little about his mm-hmm. his ancient uh, worship. We know that he existed because mm-hmm. he's on the Gundestrup Cauldron, I think. Yes, yep. But yep. that's like again one of those where we have very little right uh, information. But his modern cultus is very much about like. He embraces the hunt and the right. experience of the hunt and the necessary deaths and sacrifices. So yeah. I, I think, even he though he's
0: a protector of the forest, exactly, he's still actually, he accepts like
1: the natural cycle right. of the situation yeah. and Which, like
2: moves it forward. I think yeah. Hernanus is a really interesting god, and I think he's an honestly after you know thinking on that line, he's a would be an excellent god to to focus on during. The autumn equinox mm-hmm. because that of that balance. very reason, right. that yep.
0: balance, yep. The,
2: and the harvest, not only with the hunting, but with harvesting. Harvesting, yep.
1: yep. Something's so, got to die so you can eat. Yep. Exactly.
0: Diana, Roman. Kern, which is a regional British.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes associated with Kernanos. Yes, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And then Mexicaltal, which is Aztec. An
1: Aztec mm-hmm. god, yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Which I think is actually pretty cool that the list I found included right. that because it's so often so you of get just normal. the European yeah, gods, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Odin, which I'm sure you can speak to.
1: Yeah, the um Odin gets this weird reputation where people either think of him as like solely a war god or solely the quote all father, where they just think of him almost in a Zeusy way. Mm-hmm. He is not that. Odin is first of all super complicated, second of all basically an ascended trickster, third of all way into death and murder <laughs> so hunting hikey, a thing for him wild hunt starting up pretty soon
0: yeah yeah yep. odin's
1: at the head of that one have fun
0: <laughs> Ogan.
1: yeah who's a yoruba yoruba God.
0: yep, yep mm-hmm. from west africa and then paquette egyptian
2: mm-hmm. nice and then yeah. i have i forgot this one earlier the the muses Oh. They they would be an interesting yeah an interesting source for source for your worship for worship yeah. on Maven as well as the Snake Woman who is Aboriginal
0: mm-hmm.
2: Hotai which is who is Japanese and Dionysus Bacchus and all of the wine deities
1: yeah wine is actually a correspondence for mm-hmm. this time of for year
2: time apples, of year. Yeah. apples. Uh,
0: grapes are huge anything that, that you make
2: into a wine cherries mm-hmm. yeah. you yeah. know <laughs> uh, John barleycorn. Yes, yeah. is, is also one of the guys. You're, you're
1: sliding into a southern. <laughs> there All of a sudden, we
0: became Mississippi. <laughs> well, and you, you want just to. drive down there. And so um, he's never going to let it go.
2: People never going to let it go. Epona, Epona. Oh yeah, Epona. Yeah. Yep. Epona is also who is one.
1: the Celtic goddess of horses. Yep. And Something, there's other, she has other
2: associations yeah. as well.
1: I always think of her as the horse but So do I yeah. too, yeah.
2: I as well. But I noticed, I I was reading something and she was listed as in another... In a, associated with a lot of other things. Associated with a lot of yep. other things. So.
1: Well, gods are big, complicated something? people who have lots of Sorry. time on their hands. They can be associated with whatever they damn well please. Yeah, that's right. exactly. Every time someone's exactly. like, so Frey is the love goddess, right? I'm just like, oh, sit down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to have a long, long talk. Yeah.
2: And obviously the symbols of Mabin, uh would include corn, autumn flowers red poppies nuts Mm -hmm. grains leaves acorns pine and cypress cones oak sprigs you know vines anything that has to do with autumnal autumnal plenty yeah
0: i have a bunch of other ones okay you want to hear some yeah random yeah okay (laughs) <laughs> so foods would be breads, nuts, mm. apples, pomegranates, that kind of thing.
1: Autumn foods. Ooh, yeah. soups. Ooh. Make yeah. soups. Yeah, yeah carrots, onions. This is, yeah. this is this is the time, time. This is the time when Gwyn starts allowing. Soup back onto the menu because <laughs> she insists. In the summer, she's always, ins- every time I ask, she's always insisting that it's a fall food. But I want it food. at all it's times. Stew is
2: the one that you really, really, yeah, really after after.
0: <laughs> so, colors would be all shades of red, all shades of brown, brown all mm-hmm. shades of orange, gold, as well yeah. as a deep gold, some indigo, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, um, I do love indigo,
2: it's a good color. Mm-hmm.
0: Activities of Maven would be wine making. Gathering dried herbs, mm-hmm. plant seeds, and seed pods mm-hmm. to store mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. next year. Yeah,
1: to dry
2: and prep yep. for the spring.
0: Walking in the woods, scattering offerings in harvest fields, offering libations to mm-hmm. trees. Yeah, which that is sailing. what you said. Yep. That is wassailing. Yep. Yep. yep, exactly. That's what wassailing actually mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. and we've just developed it into let's. Let's drink ourselves, yeah. Ourselves.
1: Let's let's drink some some cider.
0: Yep. Uh, Adorning <laughs> burial sites with leaves, acorns, and pine cones to honor those who have passed over. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then uh, some of the herbs.
1: Yeah, these are. This is a time when people start doing a lot of ancestor stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm, people start mm-hmm. to feel more connected to that. Yeah.
0: Herby things would be honeysuckle, marigold, milkweed, myrrh, passion flower, Solomon seal, tobacco. Oddly enough, thistle, mm-hmm. marigold, chamomile. And uh and Queen's Garden Gems.
2: <laughs> very nice, very nice segue there.
0: Subtle.
2: <laughs> very subtle. <laughs> very subtle. Okay, um today what I'm going to be talking about is an herb that is associated with Maven mm-hmm. with the Autumn Equinox. It Which is, is
0: why I did it. Yes, I know. <laughs> okay.
2: And uh it is garden sage. And I, I wanna make sure that I let you know I'm not including white sage in this. It yeah, is a say part. The, of, say the official name. Yeah. Well, the official name of garden sage is Salvia officinalis. So when you're looking for sage to grow or use uh, for your autumn feasts and right. and uh, in magical workings, in make sure you're looking for Salvia officinalis because uh, white sage is actually a sacred herb that is used by shamanic traditions and Native American traditions, and it, it's it's over harvested it's overused and so we really need to it's it's endangered it's endangered so i really am one who i believe we need to stay away from white sage and start making use of garden sage and again that is salvia officinalis it is a perennial and is part of the mint family and it's has a really interesting history. It's associated with healing and has been since ancient days. Mm-hmm. Some of the lore is that the Romans would they would use it in sacrifices and ceremonies. They also used it to clean their teeth yeah. and to stimulate the brain and assist with memory. Interesting. And then here's where it really gets interesting for me. In the Middle Ages, they used garden sage to treat fevers, liver disease, and epilepsy.
0: Hmm.
2: It was made into a tea to drink as an overall health tonic, and the fresh leaves were used to cure warts. Additionally, if they cooked the leaves in wine, it was used to prevent pregnancy. So, I wonder if a, science has looked into these things. It was kind right, of an yeah. early <laughs> contraceptive. Yeah. And then it was also used to mask the taste of rancid meat. Now, the theory is that because sage does also have what's considered to be antibacterial qualities and oh. the healing aspects of the plant, that when it was cooked with the meat, it actually protected people from getting right. sick would, and dying. It would at least help with some of right. the bacteria. Right, exactly. exactly. And then the Dutch traded sage with the Chinese for tea. As far as magic is concerned, it is considered masculine. It's associated with the element of air and the planet Jupiter. It is considered sacred to Zeus and Jupiter. It is used for things such as immortality. In fact, there was a lo- uh, some of the lore said that if you tended it in the Middle Ages, if you mm-hmm. tended sage throughout the month of May, mm-hmm. it would uh, give you immortality. Interesting. <laughs> and so longevity, uh, it's also used for protection, for granting wishes. It can alleviate sorrow after a death um, and one interesting little like for the wishes if you write your wish on a leaf of sage or you know, a sage leaf and sleep with it under your pillow for three days and then bury it your wish will be granted um, it's also associated with wisdom and then it's a very easy plant to grow. Yeah. It's considered basically a shrub mm-hmm. and it's an evergreen. So you can plant it either in a pot and kind of keep it in a controlled right. environment environment, but you can also put it in your in your garden Everything. space. It requires it can grow in kind of, you know, limited light, but it prefers full sun. It does need to. You have to be careful of not overwatering it because there can it can get kind of molded if it right. if it gets too wet. Um, you do have to. It has to be in a well irrigated soil, right? Whether in a pot or in your garden, Right. it doesn't like to have wet feet. Exactly, as they say. doesn't like to have wet feet. But it's one of the few herbs that leaves get stronger tasting and more and more savory. As it blooms, because it does bloom, it does have yeah, flowers. Yeah. And so you don't have to pinch off the flowers if you want to use it in culinary. And of course, as, a, as an herb, you know, it's you put it with poultry, all with pork, yeah. with right. stuffing, I mean... In stew. In <laughs> stew, I mean, it's a wonderful herb for cooking, for magic, for health. It, it's definitely something you want to have in your garden and in your home. Oh, and you can use the leaves also as an herbaceous uh, accompaniment to any kind of a floral arrangement.
0: Nice, and that's it for Gwen's Garden Gems. <laughs> lovely, lovely. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other things that you can do during this time is some incense. Don't do mm. this. Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so myrrh. Oddly enough, sage, sweet grass, uh-huh. pine, and frankincense. <laughs>
1: Oops. <laughs> Listeners, Gwen just drank my ginger ale for some reason. I was like, because I was thinking it And she doesn't was like cup. ginger ale, so the face she made was great.
2: <laughs> I like ginger tea, but I, no, I was expecting my tea, and uh-huh. it was not. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell is that?
0: And then there's also, like, stones that are, you know, for this time right. as well, like sapphire, lapis lazuli, right? Did yes. I say that correct?
1: Uh, lapis lazuli.
0: There you go. Yep. Uh, amber, topaz, yep. amethyst. And Oats Stone, Corner! He's putting us really close
2: together he this is. time. We usually have I'm some t- stuff in the between. So yeah, like, but it all went together Yeah, it all time. goes together
1: That's now. That's true. Yep. And it's all about Mabins. Yeah. Yep. Right, yep. So, it's funny that you mentioned Amethyst. We're going to be talking about Citrine today. Citrine is occasionally referred to as <laughs> <at>, what? <laughs> the it's, face it's, he made was like, what? It's funny that
0: you mentioned I'm Amethyst. I'm about to tell you why. I'm about Citrine. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Okay, Okay. let let me, let me
1: finish my segue. Okay. Citrine is sometimes referred to as burnt amethyst. Oh, interesting. Because the way you actually get citrine is so, amethyst is a, is a quartz variant, the way you actually get citrine is that when amethyst is exposed to very high temperatures, ah. its structure changes and it becomes, and, and so does its color, and it becomes citrine. Oh, interesting. interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Now that you're mentioning that, I can see the similarity. And this is how uh, ametrine happens, which is the, the the combination of amethyst and citrine into one stone, is that in sometimes in irregular conditions, only part of the crystal is exposed to the high uh, heat. heat. So only part of it becomes citrine. That can also be done... I'm learning new stuff. I know. Thank you. That can also be done artificially. In fact, a lot of the citrine that's on the market is artificially heat-treated amethyst. So it was mined as amethyst and was heat-treated in a lab to become cit- citrine.
0: Gotcha. It's
1: still citrine. It was just not naturally mined that way. Right. One of the ways you can tell sometimes is... So the reason uh, citrine becomes the yellow or or reddish or brownish color that it is is that it has iron in it. It has iron content, and depending okay. on the degree of iron in it, it will change the way that the heat transforms the color. Okay. So the more iron there is in the crystal, the more in the reddish or rusty range it will be. Okay. That's true for natural citrine. But for some reason, citrine that is has been heat treated in a lab from rawly mined amethyst goes much more into the rusty spectrum. Oh, interesting. So if you have a piece of citrine that has a really strong rust or reddish color to it, it's probable, not guaranteed, but probable that that was heat treated in a lab instead of being mined out of the ground that way. Gotcha. So if that's something that concerns you, look for citrine that's more in a yellow range. Gotcha. Yellow citrine is harder to find. It's a, it's a little rarer, although I think of citrine as a yellow stone. So. Right. Because that's for some reason what I mostly see. What I have actually here with me is a a yellow citrine. And it'll, because it's a quartz, it can be opaque or it can be translucent. It sort of depends on the, just the quality of the quartz that you get. It can have a lot of occlusions in it and a lot of other minerals in it. Because quartz is is one of those stones. First of all, quartz is just very, very common. Right. (laughs) It's one of the most common minerals on earth. Uh, and all of its variants are also fairly common. So amethyst is also extraordinarily commonly mined, uh, and that's it's because citrine requires these very, very high temperatures to transform. Uh, amethyst is much more common. So to boost the numbers of citrines on the market, they heat treat a bunch of amethyst gotcha. to make citrine. Sure, because amethyst you can find pretty much everywhere. Gotcha. right, that's true. So that this is also a reason that you should not sunbathe your citrines. Uh, A lot of people I know like to put their stones out in the sun to charge. There are some stones you should not do that with because it will change the qualities of the mineral, and that is true for citrine. If you leave citrine out in the sun, that constant exposure to heat and light will change the structure of the mineral, and it will degrade, and the color will change. Interesting. Yeah. So you should actually keep your citrines. You can have them out, but you should not keep them out in full sun to charge or anything like that you should if you are going to put them away put them away in a box somewhere so okay. that they maintain or a bag their or yeah in or a bag something dark mm-hmm. something dark so that they maintain or even just in partial shade like it's 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 not like an ex- it's not an extreme or immediate reaction you just shouldn't leave them out in the Over sun all time, the time yeah. of
2: years it, yeah. could, you it will, could it will it will
1: degrade exactly it will it will degrade the mineral of mm-hmm. citrine interesting citrine has an association with wealth and abundance it's often associated with material success or cre- or creative success. So amethyst is a stone that's very associated with creativity and imagination. Citrine is sometimes used as sort of the culmination of those ideas. Okay. Because it, it derives out of amethyst, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, like, you mm-hmm. start with an amethyst. Right. And this might be even especially true for an amethyst. This is why I always like to say, like, it doesn't... Nec- just because it was created in a lab, that doesn't necessarily mean it is bad or different or wrong. A citrine that was heat treated in a lab that was very rapidly moved from amethyst to citrine instead of naturally over time in the earth, may be even more primed to take the creative amethyst energy and immediately transform it into active success. Gotcha. Because that was it, it was That's its experience. Exactly right. Its yeah. experience was I was an amethyst and then I went to a lab and immediately became a citrine. Right. You know, so this is a very much like stone by stone sort of situation. Yeah. Like, for example, my citrine has a very like relaxed tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't ever feel like it's in a rush. It's a very comforting stone for me, very mild tone. Uh, sometimes stones like citrines and carnelians and things like that can be very, very active and a little exhausting even to work with. This citrine that I've got, and I suspect that it's a natural citrine. It's very, very hard to tell. Even gemologists would have a hard time. So as an am- uh, as an amateur, I have no chance of telling if this is a natural or a, a heat-treated right. uh, citrine. But I, I have a suspicion just from the energy I have on it that it's a natural citrine just because it's so mellow. Like, it feels like it is very relaxed.
0: So it's mellow yellow. It's mellow yellow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's the the most common use for citrine. It's also sometimes used for, and this is why I recommend it for Maven, although, like I said, I'm I'm celebrating Maven in a slightly non-standard way. It's good for recovering from stress and anxieties. Okay. Not for dispelling stress and anxieties so much, but for helping you see... Because when you've been in a stressful situation for a long time, Mm -hmm. your brain actually creates these, like pathways, these pathways that become familiar where it starts to, even when you're in an improved situation, think as if you're still in your stressed situation. This is where things like complex PTSD come from, Mm -hmm. we think, because brains are wild. So when you get out of a stressful situation and your brain is still lingering in the stress space, even though you're no longer experiencing those stressors, Mm -hmm. citrine can be a good assistant in sort of breaking those habits and moving into a more positive space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, nice. because I am now thinking a lot about Mabin in the person, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think he could have used some citrine because we citrine. don't find out what happens to him after he catches the boar. Mm-hmm. But I imagine it was probably a they tough f- time having spent his whole life in captivity yeah.
2: Yeah. Or is it like some of those stories where they put him back where they found him? Yeah, who knows? Who yeah. knows? We never find out. So yeah.
1: mm-hmm. so I wish Mabin Modrin had had some citrine. And I hope that you, listeners, have some yeah. citrine as well.
0: That's it for Odes Stone
2: Corner! No, I was just saying, maybe we should uh, raise a glass to to poor Mabin. Yeah, poor, <laughs> poor Mabin Apomodron. I drank this ginger ale.
1: And In your name. Tea. Sorry that your life was so rough. There's a drip. We'll do it again mm-hmm.
2: on... Uh, on Maven. On Maven. Yep. yep.
0: All right. Where are we going from here, oh, keeper of everything? I actually <laughs> have... I have prayers, recipes, and activities still.
1: Yeah, I have some do, activities, yeah. too. So, let's cover some of that.
0: So, I, I there were a bunch of different prayers, mm-hmm. and so we'll post those, but I'll just tell you what they are. Okay. Because I find them interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, there's a, a Maven invocation prayer. Right. That makes sense. What is
1: it? I'm curious, what is it invoking?
0: Uh, Just like the spirit spirit of autumn, autumn, basically. Mm -hmm. Then there's a prayer for abundance. Okay. There is a prayer for balance.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay. I was saying earlier, balance is a big theme
0: of of, Of, uh, the autumn equinox. Prayer to the gods of the vine.
2: Okay, makes sense. Mm -hmm.
0: Prayer to the dark mother.
2: Yes, that, mm. would, that is a very interesting aspect of uh, Autumn Equinox, yep. is uh, rituals to the Dark Mother. Which we can talk right. about in a bit, maybe. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Prayer of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. obviously, because, because this is kind of our Thanksgiving. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, basically. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. And a home protection prayer focused on the Morgan.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: I thought those were interesting.
1: Well, because, yeah, Morgan's...
0: Right, one of,
1: well, well, one of her, her aspects is as as the queen of sovereignty. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, maintaining your your the sovereignty of your personal
0: home and property mm-hmm. would uh-huh. be
1: definitely within yeah. her wheelhouse. And mm-hmm. actually
0: might be something we'd want to do because it actually talks about the land as well. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. good. Um, so it may be something that we want to do as yeah, we move we're into be, our new place. We're mm-hmm. going to
2: be talking to the Lanzvotir and setting up mm-hmm. with the housewives. There's going to be a
0: lot of moving
2: in rituals we have yeah. to do. Some of the activities I have are um, select the best of each vegetable, herb, fruit, nut, or other food you've harvested or purchased and give it back to the earth. Okay. Hang dried ears of corn around your home in appreciation for the harvest season. You can do meditations and chant as you store food away for the winter. Right. And then, of course, anything having to do with uh, planning a meal with your family.
1: Right, because of this sort of, of the Thanksgiving association, mm-hmm, this is right. definitely oh. a good time for connecting with your family, families yep. and friends. Yeah.
2: And also, this is an excellent time to create your broom. Oh, your your mm-hmm, beesom? your besom! If you want to create oh. a broom, this is an excellent time because yeah. right now broom corn is ripe, and yeah, yeah. you can. If you want to make a traditional besom, you can actually make and, a besom at actually a, no matter what time. no matter what uh, materials you mm-hmm. want to use, it's probably ready right now. Yeah. Exactly. And you can also tie together, you can make what's called a, a witch's broom by tying together corn husks or herbs such as uh, cedar, fennel, lavender, peppermint, rosemary, mm-hmm. and hang it in your home. And of course, you can make apple dolls and you can make, uh, you know, corn
0: dollies. Yeah. You're actually supposed to make two apple dolls. Are you? Uh-huh.
2: Is this the, is this is what
1: we talked about? This is with one
0: the- for Maven the- and one for Margaret. <gasps> <gasps>
1: Tell me about this. This isn't about, because we talked last time at, at Lamas about making, you know, a good doll and a witch doll, depending mm-hmm. on how mm-hmm. your harvest goes. So right. tell me about these.
0: So this is making one for Maven and Modrin. Okay. And you actually slice the apple in half through the midsection. Okay. So its seeds are revealed because the seeds make a pentacle. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. right. make the star. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I like to do that. And then you need, so you need two large apples, one for Mabin, one for Modrin.
1: Okay.
0: uh, Two pencils or dowels uh, Mm -hmm. about 12 inches long, a paring knife, a glass or a bowl of water to wash your fingers, (laughs) a plate, a towel to wipe your hands, of course. You want to peel and core the apples, carve a face in them. Okay. Place them on a dowel and stand them in a jar to dry. Okay. So now would be a good time to start this. Yeah, yeah, start this early because
1: it'll take a bit for the apples to dry.
0: Mm -hmm. Then charge them in a magic circle. And after two or three weeks, they should look like shrunken heads. Amazing. Uh-huh. hmm And then you take those and make them into dolls using wheat, dried herbs, or even doll's hair that you right. can buy at the, at the store. Dress them in tiny robes and bring them into the circle, asking the god and or goddess to charge them with light. And then hang their heads on a witch's cord or a maven wreath.
1: Wow. Yeah. You could do a whole ritual, too, about reuniting. Mm-hmm. Mabin and Modron.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good. so cool. You could. I perfect, love that. You could include them in your in your feast as, as mm-hmm. guests. You well, should you know, probably. You should yeah. Have yeah. At yeah. the table <laughs> right. as guests, and then um, that feast can include anything to do with right. You know, any
1: any autumnal any foods.
0: autumnal foods like stew and right. soup and as bread. We've and
1: discussed several already. <laughs> Pumpkin. Yes.
0: Although I do have two amazing recipes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes, which we will we'll, share. We'll, we'll put in the notes and put yeah. in the notes. There's wine moon cider. Ooh. I am intrigued. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so apple cider, cloves, grape juice, some cinnamon sticks, and allspice.
1: We can do that. Mm-hmm. Heat it up
0: in a saucepan. It's basically like making wassail. Wassail, yep, yep. But winier. <laughs> yep, yeah, because you add the grape juice as yep. well. Bring it to a boil, low it, and simmer it overheat for five minutes serving a ladle from a culvert could you
1: make it with real wine like with actual wine I'm sure wine? you
0: could yeah if you want an alcoholic the, one well you're going to lose some of that in the cooking process oh that's true if you're bringing it to a boil you're going to lose some of that uh, alcohol anyway mm-hmm. so and then Somerset apple cake
1: ooh so, so good. Good. So, yeah. I, mean,
0: I
2: need that recipe forwarded to
1: me <laughs> <laughs> oh it'll be in the notes you can read yeah, our be notes like notes, everybody yeah.
0: else <laughs> and uh
2: but um get a special no yeah. <laughs>
0: And you're supposed to serve it with warm or cold cream. Mm. Not ice cream. But cream. 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 Yep. Yes, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and that actually, that recipe came from Somerset, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is apple country.
2: Nice. So, yes. Yeah. Very cool. And I have one taboo. Okay. It was apparently considered unlucky to cut down the very last of the harvest so it was left to stand in the field by some traditions. Ah, as so, an offering. As an offering. So do make sure in your gardens and and your herbs yeah, and things I've, that you're gathering, make sure you leave some.
1: I have, I've heard traditions about that uh, from folk gardeners, essentially, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who say that the... Uh, what I've heard usually is that the final harvest belongs to the neighbors mm-hmm. and should be left for them.
0: Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So I have one really, really big thing here. Okay. Maven is basically what in the 1100s was called Michael Mus.
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay.
0: So Michael Mus is still celebrated today Mm -hmm. in the Protestant tradition mostly. Protestant tradition. But it was started by the Catholics in the 1100s. To supplant paganism by taking As in... As usual. As usual. By taking in all of their traditions. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I have 13 of those traditions from uh-huh. the 1100s. Ooh. Ooh. So these were actually pagan traditions at the time that had been co that, that were adopted by... Into by Michaelmas, the, yeah? into Okay. Michaelmas. Oh, So, my. settling business agreements.
2: Okay. That and makes so, sense. So, right...
0: Whether it's rent, debts, wages, any of that kind of stuff. It should we'll be all concluded. be wrapped up. Yep. Concluded all and be concluded up. and wrapped up there. All of your harvest workers should be paid if you're actually harvesting. Right. All of that should be done in this time frame. Interesting. So
1: that you can go into the winter unburdened, unburdened. as it were. Right. yeah. Yep.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Elections. Interesting. Elections were handled during this time. Now, here's the fun part, right? Uh huh. In Britain, uh-huh. local elections, September Still the 29th. It? Interesting, yeah. amazing. So even though we do them in November, in November, yeah, right, they're doing them at the end of September because that's that was the traditional, was traditional time, yeah. In the, and yeah.
2: technically, it's still autumn when we do our elections. Yeah, but it's, November, it's yes. much, much later—a much yeah, later yeah. autumn.
0: Yeah. Weather predictions. Which I think you will find amazing that this is the time of the year that the new Farmer's Almanac Mm -hmm. comes out for the next year. I
2: know, and this year's is saying we're going to have... They've they've actually, for the first time in a long time, reversed themselves. Yeah. Because they started by saying it was going to be a mild winter for Mm -hmm. the North American hemisphere.
0: This. And now they're like we yeah, were wrong. <laughs> they were
2: wrong and yeah. it's and the signs are showing this to be true with the geese and
0: yeah, when we've they're Yeah have already they're, had geese flying south. Mm-hmm. The
2: woolly worms are are uh-huh. you know thick out in, and out <laughs> out in force. You know thick and ready
0: for winter so yeah. Horse racing was a big thing during this time. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's why
1: Epona's
0: Probably. Oh probably. Yeah. Well, and also think about the hunt.
1: Yep. Yes. Yeah, you do a right. lot of your hunting, you on, lot horse, lot on, hunting on horseback. Right? In, At least yep. if you're in the sort of the upper echelons of society, yeah. mm-hmm. you do.
0: And originally in central Britain in the 1100 time, the women would bring the horse mm-hmm. and then mount behind the men mm-hmm. and huh. ride along. Interesting. In the race, that's, so interesting. That's
1: yeah. excellent. They get yeah. to be in the race. Yep. I
0: love it. Sharing with the poor. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which was a big deal during that time. Blackberries.
2: Yes, it's mm-hmm. time. It's mm-hmm. time for the blackberries. Well, it's the end of it's the end the of end summer, of season, beginning
0: yeah. of of autumn. Yeah, except that. Oh. British people of the ninth century considered it bad luck to gather blackberries <gasps> on or after Michaelmas. Oh,
2: that, actually, that makes sense. That makes sense to me because the berries are the best in, in the, the summer, summer. Yeah. Yep. But that's also when the birds get out of. Sure.
0: Yeah, True. but it was the 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 thought was. That's where the fairies ah, come out. We're in the blackberries. So don't interfere. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to interfere with them, mm-hmm. especially at a time when the veil when the things starts, yeah, worlds to get thinned. Are thinned. Yeah, are yeah. thinning. Yep. 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 So just don't bug them. Oddly enough, geese. You know, if you know Christmas is right. uh, Christmas is it?
1: coming, the goose is getting fat. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep.
0: Yep. And so eggs were a big deal as well. Uh, lots of nuts. They even have. Well, September fourteenth is known as Devil's Nutting Day. (laughs) It's where unmarried men and women went out to collect nuts.
2: Mm -hmm. This reminds this
1: reminds me of the spring festival Uh where they went out to collect flowers Mm -hmm. in the woods and then came back low key married.
2: (laughs) That is exactly what it is. Yep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So fall brides Uh instead of spring or summer. Uh
0: (laughs) Yep, exactly. Drinking was very big during this time. Because of all the wine and mead. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, of course, the the church, (laughs) Michael, disapproved of this, but it still kept going.
1: Right, of course it did. You can't make people stop drinking. Prohibition didn't make
0: people stop drinking. True that. The last sheath, which we just talked about, right. mm-hmm. you know you leave it standing for whoever whoever the lonzavateer or whatever yeah. it is mm-hmm. that is the, that's there, yep, yeah. the good neighbors and then doing love divinations with crab apples mm-hmm. cool. so single women with multiple suitors would gather crab apples together mm-hmm. take them up into the barn loft, okay, and drop them hmm. And however they landed would spell out the initial of their, the one they should marry. <sighs> Isn't
2: that interesting? Because they have a similar tradition in Samhain with the apple peel. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: But that's peeling it. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is dropping. And this is the dropping. Come well, on, yeah. these, yes, right. these, these are crab apples, and these are yes, edible crab
2: apples instead of edible apples. That's yep. true. I just think it's interesting that apples the, are so associated with divination. Well,
1: I think I think uh, part of it is that the thing everyone's most concerned with in sort of folk magic stuff is either prosperity or romance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we've maintained a lot of those things.
0: Mm-hmm. That's very yeah. true. And if you uh, ate an apple pie and you found a coin in it, you would be married within the next year.
1: <laughs> I see mothers with unmarried daughters baking well, very yeah. specific pies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. That's ex- I'm sure that's exactly <laughs> what happened. But then once it's in your brain. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you start looking. You start, you start looking. looking for You start being. Kind of you
1: start being more open to anybody right. showing interest. Yep. That's yep. right. Oh, my
2: goodness. And <laughs> then
0: the she, he loves me, not she, he loves me. Right. Yeah, oh, the, the yeah. flower picking. The flower picking. <laughs> yep. yep. Children, daisies, in you know, particular, yeah. have
2: been performing that kind of
0: magic for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, since about the, the, the 1100s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Or> before, <laughs> I guess so. what I'm
2: saying is that it's, it's a tradition that has just passed down yeah. that, you know, small children will be out in the flower. Yeah. You know, I don't
1: even if, know where kids learn that. I don't know where I, I learned I don't remember where I
2: learned it. I learned yeah. it as a small child yeah. and I would be out there, you yeah. know. Some of these things are just innate, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All, all children everywhere pick them up somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somehow these traditions are passed on. Yep. You yeah. Know. You know what? What?
0: It's time
1: for reviews. That was much better. That was a good very time. good one. Excellent. Very good. Well, thanks. You've been on point you with have. the with the <laughs> intros and outros of really this whole have. episode. It's pretty good. It's been very good. So this week we are talking about a book. That we probably should have done last week, but we didn't... You mean last episode. Last yeah. episode, but we didn't... Think about it, and it's too right. late now. So we're doing it now, and you can't stop us. <laughs> That's
2: right, you can't. Well, but you it can would have been, it would have been more appropriate for last episode when we talked to right. Bill from Pagans. And I New. still think it's uh, good for this episode. Though. I think it's I good. Think it's, period. Yeah, and yeah. we're
1: reviewing Magic for the Resistance by Michael M. Hughes, the creator of the Binding Trump Spell, and part of the reason that I think it's fine we're reviewing this after our social justice and activism episode is that. Activism is not a thing you do once and then stop doing. It's a thing you keep doing for the rest of your life. It becomes probably. a lifestyle.
0: Might uh, I also say that the spell you all performed at your first public thing together was the, maybe binding, maybe trump was the binding trump spell? Yes, so. it was so.
2: indeed. Yeah, yeah, it was. So. We were actually with astounding effect for the people around us who thought it was shit. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, you know that we, was ridiculous. We
1: uh, we had just made a new friend, and were invited to her bonfire that she was doing at Maven and she found out that we were pagans and she she was super excited because she had just learned about the t- spell to bind Trump. She was mm-hmm. not a pagan, was not confident that she could do it. Mm-mm. So she was like, can you come to my bonfire and, and do the else. spell to
2: bind Trump, please? And yeah. nobody else there was a pagan. A lot of them were yeah. atheists or agnostics, but yeah. they were all down. They were all down to bind Trump.
1: Trump. Yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. binding Trump. So we did a modified version. We made a poppet because we like to be extra sometimes. And we had a pillowcase lying around and it was really good. And it was we loved it because when we've stuffed the poppet with cotton, and when it caught, it went up like wild.
2: Yeah. It, well, and and it made at like. At the a, exact right it time. It was yeah. very dramatic because it just poofed. Yeah. It was and dramatic it, and timing it and everything. Right at the end of the spell, I couldn't have planned it better. Yeah. It was, I, yeah. It was amazing. But, People were freaked.
1: Yeah. yeah. they were. Yes, they were totally. Freaked. They had not expected anything to happen, so when the <laughs> poppet went up. There was some edging away from the bonfire. It was. <laughs> but they were
2: all thrilled to have been part of binding uh-huh. Trump. Yeah,
1: because yeah. everyone there
2: and was govarts. like
1: us. So part of the the Trump binding spell is that you're actually supposed to perform it mm. at every waning moon until yeah. he's out of office. We have not done that.
0: No. no. Uh, <laughs> but we'll start.
1: But we'll start because I got super mad yesterday about <laughs> ongoing shenaniganry. Just
2: more yeah. of the more you know, of the same. More of the, more same, more of the yeah. same.
1: So and because I had recently read this book and reminded that the binding against Donald Trump exists, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna set up when we get to the new place. I'm gonna set up. A Trump binding altar that I just go to
2: every waning moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do want to point out that that was performed. It just so happened that it was the waning moon around. Yeah, it was the right Maven. timing. It yeah. was yeah. The, the right, right timing, timing and yeah. everything. So we just haven't continued every 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 month. Every month right.
1: Yeah, but we will. I will at least be doing it mm. from now on because just my rage is up as always. So but on to the book. Yes, but this on is the book. This book is written by. Uh, Michael M. That. Hughes, who came up with the spell to bind Trump. Yep. And he's got, it's, it's, he describes it in the book and he describes several other uh, spells and injunctions mm-hmm, essentially mm-hmm. Yeah. that you can perform. Yeah. Some
2: of which I, are super compelling. This book was, yeah. I loved it. It was very too, well yeah. written. Yeah. yeah. I liked the first part especially where he talks about the history of yeah. witches and people of, um, you know, who are Magans. occultists. Yeah. And, and, or magical tradition people yep. of some nature who have used magic, magic intentionally, to, intentionally to overthrow or to stop, a, yep. you know, bad Tyrants. things that right. are happening. Yeah. Tyrants, resistance magic. The yeah. whole was, was a, the, the, such yeah. as Hitler. Yes. You know, there were there were a couple
1: of yeah. Uh, there was the Operation Code of Power, which is the one people are most familiar with. That was that's, Gerald. Gardner. That's Gerald Gardner. Well, it, Gerald Gardner oh. reports it. The New Forest Coven Right. The, it.
2: But there was also. Dion, uh,
1: no, uh, what is Yes, there was Dion Fortune. Dion Fortune, yes, yep. She put up, created a letter writing yes. campaign. She broke her code of secrecy mm-hmm. and basically invited everyone in Britain to join her coven. And she would write letters to everyone who signed up telling them how to meditate and focus mm-hmm. on
2: protecting Britain and stopping mm-hmm. the war. And interestingly, she died three days after uh, yeah, Churchill announced the end of the war. Yeah. She was just
1: hanging on. He hung
2: on fin- and to solve Hitler that problem. <laughs> never came. Yeah,
1: yeah. That was the the New Forest he never Covens. went to Britain. Yes, the New Forest coven's Operation Cone of Power was to project the mm-hmm. thought "You cannot cross the sea" mm-hmm. at Hitler and prevent him from even attempting it. Mm-hmm. And he never did. He never attempted it. Uh, ships were ready, and they never set sail. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have like a. Hi- There's not like a, a historical. Um, consensus on why that didn't happen. No. Probably, and, and, you know. Anyway, that's... Obviously, the new force Coven's like, it was us, so... Right. But there were other things that happened. There was also a Navy staff sergeant or something, yeah, or a private. Yeah. He was a private in the Navy, mm-hmm. and he wrote a letter to an occultist he had read uh, the book of asking how he could hex Hitler. Because mm-hmm. he thought it would be an entertaining thing to do in the evenings, and you know, on the off chance that it might work, he might as well try. So he wrote a letter asking how he could hex Hitler, and the author was so delighted that he, created a, whole he created a whole ritual for hexing Hitler and sent it back to this young man, and this young private in the Navy started hosting Hitler-hexing parties every month, uh-huh. and every month he and a bunch of his friends, some of whom were women and he's reported as having noted that the girls made the best witches, <laughs> would sit around, get super drunk. They had a huge poppet, a, a dressing form that they had dressed up to look like Hitler in a Nazi uniform with the mustache and everything, and they would hammer railroad spikes uh, into his heart uh, cursing, hexing, and
2: in general condemning him to death. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, if I remember correctly, there was even a, a newspaper article was. printed yeah. that said, "You don't have to have a huge right. you can, effigy; yes. you can do a small puppet. Yes, right. they yes. And then they would sort of
1: dance around the their mm-hmm. their effigy, cursing and pricking it with pins, and then they would chop its head off and bury it in the woods. Mm-hmm. They did this every month. Yep.
2: And like I said, that that magazine article encouraged other people uh-huh. who couldn't go to the to the party, right? Uh, to, to do it to at do home, it in their own homes. but with a smaller puppet. Yep. Yeah.
1: And it was the opinion of the author of the, of the occultist mm-hmm. who created the ritual that mm-hmm. if Hitler knew about it, that would be great, yeah, because yeah. it would spook him. So that was one of the that reasons. Was one of the reasons the there was a newspaper article. It's he went to visit the hexing party and brought a newspaper reporter with him so that the article could be published and hopefully sent to Hitler. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So this includes spells for radical justice, women's rights, LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus yep. rights,
1: Black um, Lives Matter, yeah, uh, yeah, anti- all kinds of fascism,
0: things. environmentalism, yeah, the, the end of the book. Yeah,
1: the end of the book includes a bunch of specific uh, hexes and curses, yep. and the sort of the middle of the book between the historical stuff and the pre-made spells, he talks a lot about. Sort of the basics of witchcraft in general, if Mm -hmm. you've never done it. Right. Because he wants it to be very accessible to, you know, the people... To anyone. Yeah. Yeah. To sort of the people we went to that party with, Mm -hmm. who had never done anything like this before. Exactly. But who were willing to try because they hated Trump so much. Exactly. Exactly. So this book is very much designed for people who maybe are not practicing uh already but who are so mad that they're willing
2: to try anything. Mm-hmm. And the author himself stated he is not he does not consider himself a witch, a wick and a pig, and he considers himself a magic user. A magician. Yes yeah, a, a magician. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's been on many paths. Yeah. He discusses some of them briefly in the book. Uh he used to do ceremonial magic. He mm-hmm. he's done a bunch of things. Uh and you can sort of see the fingerprints of that in some of this mm-hmm. the, the yeah, spells. You can. Um but they're very good. I, I
2: some of those spells while I was reading them I got chills. I was like, Yep, that's a good one. Yeah. Anyway, I think the whole point of this is that we highly recommend this book.
0: Yeah, I would agree. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, definitely, definitely
1: so, worth having in your mind. It library. comes out in September.
0: It's September eighth is its release yeah. date, and mm-hmm. it'll be fifteen ninety nine at your local retailer or yeah, it's or not on an expensive book. Websites. It's about yeah. three
1: hundred pages actually. Like it's a very mm-hmm. like respectable book. Short
0: sixty four.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the things that he also mentions is that um, you know, some some people have said, well, shouldn't you be doing activism? He said, there is nothing wrong with including some magical activism right. to go along with what you're doing in the in the mundane world. It just gives it extra punch. Yeah.
1: Well, and listen, if all you can do is magic, do magic.
2: Exactly. Right. And
1: some of the spells that he includes include a an active component. Like, there's a spell for justice for those slain by police brutality. Mm-hmm. You write the name of the victim on the Justice tarot cards. You do some magic, and then at the end of it, you take the Justice tarot card with the name of the slain, and you leave it at a courthouse. Yeah, on the exactly. st- on the steps of a courthouse. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. which somebody's going to find that. Yeah, and that will be a probably a compelling moment for that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. active. That's that's magic and work at the same time. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So, so yeah,
2: highly recommended. Mm-hmm. So
0: I would say three pagans and a cat endorses.
2: Yeah. I,
0: Magic for the Resistance by Michael M. Hughes. Yeah, absolutely. I loved this book. Absolutely. Good. And
2: then I also had a, a little... I wanted oh, yeah, to give sorry, a shout-out. Yep. Yeah, 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 I wanted to give a shout-out. When we were at Lansing Pagan Pride, um, we visited a bunch of vendors. And one of the vendors that we purchased some in um, some soaps and some, uh, some other, things. other things from In in that was a sugar scrub is Earth Mother's Soap and Soak. She is... On Facebook, it is you can find her under Earth Mother Soap and Soak. She's pretty strictly on Facebook. I think you have to actually, in order okay. to buy her product, yeah, right. she doesn't have a yeah. website. Yeah, she doesn't have a website. You message her with what you want, but these are high quality soaps. Cara, I'm actually
0: using one of them, which is and amazing. I've never used anything other than.
2: Ivory. Ivory soap my his entire, his entire life. My entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ivory and they're, so they're high quality. I think I believe the soaps are goat's milk. The yeah. uh sugar scrub Depends that I bought on it. Yeah. They had
0: other things other than goat's milk. Right. But yeah, but what I bought was goat's milk. Yeah,
2: And the sugar scrub that I have um, is the sa- it's sandalwood mm-hmm. and it is it's excellent. It's very well crafted. It leaves you. Just feeling awesome. So, anyway, go visit uh, Earth Mother's Soap and Soak on Facebook and order something from her or look for her at a pagan event because she's got good stuff.
0: Yeah, the one thing I liked about it is most of these soap companies are very floral-smelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the soaps that I was able to find through her were... Um, like fur needle Yeah And you know So it's it's got a different exactly. A little bit more yeah. Earthy Yeah mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. less flowery mm-hmm. So I like that
1: Yeah you, Car is very sensitive To floral scents mm-hmm. Yeah uh, he does not like them, and it's a it's a very strong aversion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So like I, I
0: can't go into a Yankee candle. Not ever. at all. Exactly.
1: Not. He can barely stand outside a Yankee candle.
2: <laughs> so again, check her out at Earth Mother's Soap and Soak. Yep. yep. And that's it for the reviews. That was also nice. classy. Very nice. Thanks. Excellent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: saying all the way through that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it did. Yeah, didn't yeah, fall off did. or anything. Yeah.
1: So I don't think I mean I think that's everything.
0: I think unless that's unless there close. was some, some well, you content you wanted
1: to talk you guys a little
2: bit about the the dark. Oh uh, yeah, dark the dark mother. Yeah. Dark yeah. Mother.
1: So Modron doesn't actually feature in this story much no. uh, in the in the Mabonagian. We only really hear about her through the fact that Mabin was stolen from her, mm-hmm. but. There is definitely a connection to sort of the Demeter-Persephone story where you hear a lot more about Demeter. Exactly. If you're you're probably familiar, uh, Persephone is stolen, kidnapped, maybe moves by herself, sort of depends on your personal gnosis, to the underworld to get with Hades. And Demeter flips out and... Causes droughts essentially. Uh, we usually think of her as causing winter, but actually, in in Greece, the, what she was causing at at the time was a period of drought where right. everything just died because there was mm-hmm. no rain. Right, uh, it wasn't winter as
2: we think of it, mm-hmm. but we associate her in in our area with exactly. winter. And so, what uh, a lot of people do at this time is they any of the dark mother aspects. So we are talking Kali, uh, Hecate. Demeter, any of these, at least least depressed Demeter, yeah, in her darker aspect, the crone aspect of the triple goddess. It's it's a great time if you are dealing with some kind of a fear, a trauma, something you need to heal from Mm -hmm. uh, meditating on the shadow on your shadow self. Yeah. Uh, is a, is a good way to, well, to reach out to one of these darker aspect goddesses and, uh, asks for assistance in, in dealing with some of the things that might be to bring you back into that balance, yeah. basically. Here's- if you're dealing with depression or yeah. anxiety, any of those things. Or trauma. Or trauma. Anything that's, uh, pulling your life out of balance. Reaching out to one of these goddesses is a good way to help bring that back into balance. And one of the things I'm seeing here, Is that you can decorate your altar with symbols, for instance, of Demeter Mm -hmm. or and or Persephone with obviously purple or black, gold and yellow, any of those types of things. You can also, when you're casting your circle, if if you do that, you can also do a a ritual to Demeter to bring, uh, you can light a candle to bring Persephone out from, you know, from the darkness, that kind of thing. Although at this point in the year, she's going into the darkness. Right or to to remember her as she goes into the darkness. But it, the idea is just take a few minutes, meditate on the darker aspects of your own soul, pain that you need
0: to be rid of, anger, frustration. And, and just, I would also say, like, not, not necessarily that you need to get rid of. No, but... but maybe that you need to use. Integrate. Ingr- integrate. Right, or integrate, Well, yeah. and that's
2: what I'm saying, um, I guess, get rid of is the wrong word. To bring balance to yourself. Yeah. Acknowledge. Try not... Don't ignore those parts of your life. Acknowledge that they are part of you, part of your experience. Right.
1: Here's... here's Here's what I would say. The Dark Mother, still a mother.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right.
1: At the end of the day, still still a mom. The Mordigan, she's a still, mom. Still gonna, <laughs> still gonna mom you if you give her the opportunity. Maven was taken from his mother at three days mm-hmm. old, and she never knew him. But at the end of the day, the impression I got from the story is that she, she still loved him. She's still his mom. She was still grieving him. Mm-hmm. And when he was rescued... What I choose to believe, because the story doesn't say, is that when he had repaid that debt he had to the protagonist and caught the boar, mm-hmm. what I choose to believe
2: is that he went to Modrin yeah, right. and she helped him heal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think if, if this is something that speaks to you, this is an excellent time to reach out to one of the dark goddesses or dark aspect goddesses, mm-hmm. because so many people are afraid of that term, the dark goddess, well,
1: which we'll be, we'll be getting into yeah. later in
2: a future series. We're going to, we're going to talk about some of the gods and goddesses. Of, exactly. Yeah. And, and, but as you were saying, they're, they're, the crone aspect of the triple goddess. They are a mother. They will welcome you with open arms and help you heal. Yep.
0: yep. That it? Yeah, I think so. Cool.
2: I think that's everything
1: we wanted yep. to talk Sounds about. Right. Sounds by In right. In that
0: case, you can find us on 3pagansandacat.com. <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook at the number 3PAAC. That's 3 pack. Hmm. You can also find us on Twitter, 3 underscore pagans. I got it right that time. Yes, you did. And we're on the Discord, so you can find that link for Discord on On our website, website or usually in the link for every episode. Yeah,
1: every episode should have the links to the Discord and Facebook and Twitter Mm -hmm. on it.
0: And we thanked all of our patrons at the Mm -hmm. beginning, but you can become one of those and be a patron as well. That's the Patreon link that you see everywhere.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. We have a Redbubble, where you can buy shirts with our logo on it, if that's your thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, other things, not just shirts. Yeah, it's a lot lot of of stuff. A lot but of stuff.
2: Mugs. With no art books. created by Ode. There are services that I provide listed on, on the website. Yep. There are also we have appearances that we are going to be doing. Yep. Yeah. Including the Witches Ball in uh at the end of uh, October. Yeah, October 11th? But October eleventh yep. Ode and I will be at the Flint Witches Tea. Yep. It's from six uh, to nine from six to nine on Thursday, October eleventh. Uh I'm going to be reading the pendulum and uh, or doing pendulum readings. And Ode is going to be doing tarot readings. Yep. We're very excited to be a part of that, because it's, it's yeah. going to be a fun night. It'll
1: be the first time I have done readings in public, probably. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So if you're in the Flint area on October eleventh, it's again it's a Thursday. Uh, we'll make sure that there's links and everything so you know how to find us. Mm-hmm. But come say hi.
0: Yep. Yeah. We'll also be hanging out at Grand Rapids Pagan Pride. Oh yeah. Ann yep. Probably Ann Arbor, Probably Pagan, Ann Arbor Pride. Pagan
2: Pride, yeah. Oh, oh, I do want to say about the Flint tea. Uh it, it is a, a ticketed event. Yeah. And the tickets are, are selling fast. Yeah. So if so you're interested. If you're interested, go to the link and get a ticket.
0: All right, that's
1: it, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. I think that's everything.
0: We're good. We're all right. covered everything. I think so. I didn't yeah. forget anything. Nope.
1: No, that's I think fine. we, I think? think we managed to recover everything we talked about, uh, and a little more. Yeah, the in, in the one that we lost. Yeah. So okay. yeah, all I can think so, of right.
2: is you know, we're so good to long. Go. farewell, adios, and good night.
0: You've been listening to Three Pagans and a Cat. Find out more information at www.threepagansandacat.com.